1: Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. Welcome back to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. Hey everybody, how you doing? My name is John Hudsmith and welcome to this here show. Hope you guys are ready because we got a really good one. We got returning guest Josh Garut with us today. Um, some of you guys may remember last year, I think it was like springtime, maybe summer. Uh, we had Josh on and we took a big time deep dive into ground hunting tactics And kind of last time, just after listening to him and all of his adventures, I wanted to have him back on just to tell stories. And that's what we did today. So we got a lot of stories coming up. I basically just handed him the reins and let him go. Uh, So yeah, great podcast. But real quick, before we jump in, I do have a few quick announcements. Uh, One, you guys, it is that time of year. It is preference point season. So I just wanted to throw that out there as a reminder. Um, I think when this airs, it is the last day to apply for Wyoming. Uh, I should clarify, last day to apply for a hunt in Wyoming, if you just want a preference point, that's later on this summer. Um, I know Colorado's coming up, several of the other western states are going to come up this spring, so just want to give you guys a heads up. If you've ever dreamed of going on that you know, western hunt, or maybe eastern hunt, who knows, any of those dream hunts, uh, make sure you're checking the regs, checking dates, and, uh, and that you're ready for, to put in for those hunts. So I wanted to throw out that out there. Also, I mentioned this maybe two weeks ago, uh, I sent off my application to have a booth at the Backwoods Show, so hopefully I'll I'll be there either way, but hopefully I will have a booth. I have a box of t-shirts sitting in my living room right now, I have a hat order on the way, so I'm going to have things to sell, uh, ways that you guys can support me in this endeavor, and so, very, very excited about that. Um, I'm excited to get some merch out there for you guys, and uh, and I'm also just excited to meet you guys. And so, if you come to the Backwoods Show, please stop by my booth. I don't know what my number is yet, but I'll be sure to let you know. Uh, and again, either way, I'll be there, even if it's just me walking around, so... Just wanted to throw those quick announcements out there. We're going to jump straight into the show today because me and Josh talked for a very long time. uh, And so I don't want to take up any more of your precious time. Thanks again for listening to this show. Thanks for supporting me. And here is my episode with Josh Garut. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Today we have returning guest, Joshua. And you're going to have to remind me on your last name pronunciation again. It's Garoot. Okay, that's what I thought. I, just, I hate messing up people's names, so I forgot to just let you do it yourself. So, Well, how you been, man? Oh, good, man. Good. I cannot
0: complain. Uh been a pretty good year, and yep. looks like you had a good year this year, too.
1: I did. I, I can't complain either. Um, yeah, probably my best ever, or definitely my best ever, so nothing to complain about here. Uh, I do... I don't know. I was getting a little self-conscious, because for a while, I thought I was just a uh, no-good, dirty rifle hunter. And, uh, but I, finally, <laughs> I finally got one down with the bow and, uh, I don't know why it just seemed like I did more rifle hunting this year than I've ever done. It just kind of worked out that way. And so, but, uh, I'm glad to see us, you know, was still able to get one down with the bow. And so that made me feel a little better. Yeah. Everybody
0: kind of, they kind of, uh, overlook late season and, and mm-hmm. late season, man, is, is, is fire. Oh man, yeah. It really is.
1: Oh man. It's my favorite by far. So.
0: Yeah, this year is the first
1: year I really hunted hard, like super late. Because I
0: usually get in the ducks, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's 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 probably one of my favorites now.
1: Yeah, late oh. season. Oh yeah, I love it. it just it seems like they're more patternable. Uh, seems like they're more daylight active. Uh, just just all around better to me. So,
0: yep, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, cool, man. Well, I know you've been on before, but real quick before we get into it, why don't you just give everybody a quick little rundown of uh, who you are and what you do?
0: Like he said, uh, my name is Josh Garut. I'm from Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. live in Muskogee now. Uh, I'm a German lineman, and uh, I love to hunt and fish, and I, I mainly love hunting public land bucks on the ground with a bow.
1: hmm and like I said, you've, we've had you on, and I think it was maybe one of uh, one of our best episodes. A lot of interest in it, so I'm excited to have you on again. And uh, this time we're going to kind of, I wouldn't say step away from the tactics, but we're not going to fo- focus on the tactics quite as much. And uh, man, I'm just going to let you tell some stories, because I think, uh, I think you got some really good ones, and I, I purposely didn't have you tell me any of them before we went on the air. So just like our listeners, I'm hearing them for the first time, too. And so I'm basically going to kind of back off, let you run. Uh, you know, I might ask some questions along the way, but uh, why don't you just kind of walk us through our, through, I'm sorry, through your season and uh, tell us how it went.
0: Okay. Well, uh, it kind of started off like it was going to be pretty rocky for me in Oklahoma. Like um, I was probably just going to be filming, not even any hunting. Um, we lost a lease that we had, <clears throat> been feeding all summer, lost it uh in uh I guess September and I went and worked a hurricane so I wasn't gonna have to do any scouting on any public and my dad was able to um be able to hunt on some of his buddies' places that had some pretty big deer so I was gonna film him. Uh when I get back from the hurricane a buddy calls me and asks if I'm still looking for a big hunting lease. I said yes and by the grace of God um we landed a pretty good lease and so my season started out there and um we really didn't get any stands hung before season. Cause we got it so late. And, um, one day, uh, it was probably the second week of season. Um, instead of hunting that morning, me and my fiance, we were going to go glass an area cause I only had one stand up with a double set where I can, where I could film. So we went and glassed a, uh, it's a burn off area, but it's grown back probably four or five years. And it's a bunch of scrub oak. It's about eight foot tall or so. And um, I'm overlooking that, just seeing if I can see bucks moving in it, kind of where they're moving. So I have known nothing about this place. And uh, I just kind of wanted to observe one morning. It's going to be hot. And I was going to go hang another double set later in the day because just gear really wasn't moving on some of the cameras that I had up. So we do that that morning. And we're leaving the the very highest place you can be at on this this lease. And we're headed down. And when we round the corner, out of nowhere is three bucks, And one of them is an absolute giant. And for Oklahoma especially, there's 160, 170, maybe bigger. And I kind of, it freaks me out because I kind of pause for a second. And uh, and she, you know, grabs me and I was like, yeah, I've seen. And he's literally 20 yards off this oil field road. And he's just eating the leaves off these scrub oaks, which is kind of weird. So I, I get my composure and I just drive past him real slow. And then I'm like. It hits me. I got my camera with me. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of in shock. So I stop when I'm even with him. And I reach back in the back seat to grab my camera, and I realize that I have my bow with me. You know, it's <laughs> a bow. I can, I can, I can hunt. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can hunt. So I just drive past him. I just keep going past him. About 250 yards. Had the wind right. We get out. She grabs the camera. I grab my bow, and we ease up, just ease back around, make a loop around. I knew right where, we, where they were at, and I'm hoping that they didn't move. We get back, and I can hear them, and they're eating them lead pulling them leaves off. And I get to about twenty seven yards, and uh excuse me, and uh I can see him the big one I can see him playing his day, see his head moving and stuff pretty thick, it's pretty because I'm in the middle of that scrub brush, and uh i'm trying to I'm trying to range him trying to range him my rangefinder just can't pick him up and i I thought I'd moved it to thirty, I moved it to thirty three and uh he sees me and uh we're looking at each other and he comes to me he actually walks to me a little bit out of angle and uh i take a step to my left just to give me a hole when i I pull back and when i do that he walks to me and gives me a perfect shot broadside and i take my time put it on him and i shoot and i i hear one loud thump and you know and i look at her and i'm like did i hit him she's like did you hit him i'm like i don't know come to find out i didn't hit him i shot high mm. and uh i get home and i want to see you know at 27 yards where you know i range it afterwards and, mm-hmm. and uh 27 yards and uh i go to shoot my bow and my, my um it's i see that's on 33 and then i know why i shot over him mm. so that's when the chase began there for this deer i seen him one other time and it was a week later during muzzleloader season and he was in the same pretty much the same area Never seen him again, and I never got any trail camber pictures of him. And so I hunted for him almost all season, and then I guess I'm going to go ahead and jump to Kansas, because um, that's pretty real, much my Oklahoma.
1: Real quick on that one, uh, something that just kind of jumped at me was like, just your confidence to go after that buck like that. I just think you know most whitetail hunters, and probably myself, and I'm trying to get better about this, but like... Most whitetail hunters just have that, you know, sit and wait mentality. Most people would have just let that buck go, you know, maybe tried to go in there the next day or that evening, something like that. Uh, I love that you just went the aggressive route and was like, Well, I'm gonna go kill them right now. Like, that's awesome, well, yeah.
0: Like, like I said, um, like if anybody listens listen to this, listen to my, my first podcast on here. Um, the, the demeanor of the deer, they uh, I was watching, reading them, you know, they weren't spooked at all they were just kind of looking at me, like kind of wondering what I was type deal in the truck, you know, and they see them oil trucks, but like, you know, so I knew that they weren't going to go far. I knew that they didn't go far as I drove off real slow. I didn't get, I weren't making fast movements in my truck. I didn't, you know, rev the, you know, trying to rev the engine, to get away from them real fast. Just I grabbed my composure, got, got away from them and then, so I knew that they weren't going to be far, and so that's why I knew that I I would get a, I could get a shot at this deer because I had the wind in my in my favor too that I could get close. If they weren't even so by the time I got you know down the hill and got parked, they were they were already eased back, weren't even weren't even paying a lick of attention about even seeing me or anything. Hmm. Yeah. So now if they would have been kind of spooky or something and like kind of like trotting a little bit. I probably wouldn't even have messed go with going going back up in there. I probably would have waited till midday and then went back in there and hung a stand or something right in that area and some and some cameras. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if gotcha. they would have been, you know, acting acting funny or how, if they would have been just, you know, like more spooked or more like they're interested in me, what I was doing, coming to me or something,
2: mm-hmm. but they
0: just stood there and just chewing their cud, looking at me, and you know, and one day would one bug didn't even look at me.
1: <laughs> All right, so. Gotcha taking notes i'm taking notes good to know
0: so so from there i hunted pretty hard for that deer even during muzzleloader season i hunted i took the week off and hunted that whole week and it was just kind of crazy weather hot and never seen him again <clears throat> and then uh so i went on into kansas and now going into kansas you know me and my dad drew the unit or we got our top number one spot we wanted and uh we were pretty pumped going into kansas and uh we get up there, I don't remember what the actual date it was, I think we got up there the 5th that evening, and we drove, and we scouted some areas, and I was showing my dad some stuff, because he, he thought maybe, he uh, he was going to hang some stands, and I was going to hang a couple stands for him, because in Kansas, you can only hang two deer stands in Kansas.
1: I did not know so, that.
0: So, uh, yeah, you can only hang two stands, you got to have your um, <clears throat> your KWPD number on there, Mhm and and your name so i could hang two and then he could hang two and he could hunt both of mine that way he could have mm-hmm. he's not just wearing two spots out back and forth and he gotcha. could have more places to hunt so we, we got there early for that and um, he really didn't see nothing crazy yet that he wanted to hang a stand at and, and um so we drove out to where uh he killed his deer um, probably like five years ago <clears throat> to a big area and we're looking at it. We get there, and we actually see right off the bat a glass of really big deer bedded. And we try to make a play on him, and the wind is just kind of wrong. But we chance it anyways. And uh, I guess they smelled us because we were we were actually a ridge over, and uh, we had a kind of a on We tried to we tried to get we played it too close, and we tried to, didn't figure that it would blow, go up and over, then up and over another one, mm. but. We got over there perfect and uh they had they were gone. I'm guessing that they smelled us not for sure. So that was our first evening and he ended up we walked down to where he, the tree that he killed his deer out of and it was kinda of dying, getting old, and he didn't he just didn't feel comfortable hanging a stand in it, and didn't want to hang a stand in it. So we ended up not hanging a stand, we kinda of glassed around that evening. And uh so the the next morning, which would be our first morning, we're riding together. And he's actually driving, and um, I park in the spot, having park in the spot to where last last year I glassed a lot of big deer, and I should have had opportunity. To, actually, actually, where I shot my first deer, the second day last year, they hadn't been able to find. Mm. So, so we're sitting there, and I'm, I'm explaining to him hey, these deer travel right through here. They come up this draw to this field, and I have to go out here and scrape. You know, I'm explaining this, and the sun's just barely coming up. You can vaguely see out in the field, you know, this; it's a, it's actually a tealed up wheat field is what it is this year. And in the middle of it, it's kind of like a big, big old scrub tree, and they like to go out there and uh, scrape on it. And as I'm explaining this, I see, I can barely see something walking out there. And I got my binoculars on me, pulled up, and all I can see is a rack. <laughs> first, first morning, first morning. I mean, we ain't been there 30 minutes. Son. You can barely even see him, you know, and he's probably 200 yards from us. And uh, so I'm, 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 you know, describing this deer to my dad. You know, he's 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 got a tall rack. He's super tall. Yeah, I go, he's got like 14, 15 inch G2s. And I go, he's got baseball size mass coming all the way out to the tips, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I go, I'm he's going to hit this scrape and he's going to turn and go north up this draw right under your stand. And that's exactly what he ended up doing. And my dad had a blind. He had a blind up there that he built last year. And uh he goes, I bet I can get in that blind, but he comes right he's gonna come if he comes down that trail, he's gonna come right by it. So we switched spots. I drive up there, I drop my dad off, and he goes down there and uh I let him do his thing. I didn't f fi- I didn't go filming and I probably should have, but I didn't because I wanted me and him wanted we needed to see the area first, mm-hmm. you know, that first morning, what was there. And get an inventory of what bucks were in the area, where the where the deer were hanging out at, where they were coming from, if there was a lot of deer hanging out in that area, because everything changes year to year. There wasn't any crops this year around around the walking hunting area mm-hmm. we were hunting. And uh I finally get a text from my dad and uh I go pick him up and uh as
1: soon as my dad gets down
0: there, he's setting in his he's setting in his uh Gets in that blind, he looks up. That buck's coming right to him. Mm-hmm. Going to pass by thirty yards. This is just like broadside. a
1: this is just like a little homemade brush blind, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, just a brush blind and in, mm-hmm. in a creek bottom. This is
0: in a creek bottom, and it follows up to the north for a long way. That probably goes two miles, but, mm-hmm. but you know, off the it goes. It goes off the um, walk-in hunting, and then on the private. Then you're traveling like crazy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and uh, that buck's coming perfect. And all of a sudden, he hears something behind him, and he hears something snorts. And out of nowhere, we've never seen mule deer out here in this place ever. He has six mule deer doe come up with him <laughs> five yards behind him
2: mm. <laughs> and they
0: snort. Well, that buck gets interested and comes and comes right to him. Mm. Like he has him at like fifteen yards facing him. And he can't he can't see him, but he's looking at something. My dad don't know what he's looking at. And then a mule deer buck comes over the back and my dad's a full draw on this on this deer at fifteen yards. And he, he can't he just can't get a shot. It's too he's in the, the mm-hmm. thick some thick stuff and he can't get a shot and he, he lets off of him and he actually gets full draw again on him and just not able to get a shot.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
0: the mule deer buck sees my dad blows and then that the other big buck that he's trying to kill just kinda w of finally loses interest and walks off and he's not able to get a shot. So that was the first the first rattle out of the bag was just you know, he should have, my dad, my dad said that deer is a a big eight point that would go 170 all day long.
2: Mm. And, you know,
0: yeah. And he was, he's never, he's never, he's never hunted on the ground like that. So he was kind of disappointed in himself, you know, and I'm I'm trying to, you know, calm him down and explain. So we, I didn't see any deer actually hardly that morning. I seen, just a couple doe and I seen one buck and usually this place is, I see a lot of deer and and from what I'm seeing, I know that I need to be back to, back over by where I killed my deer in 2020 and that evening we pack up, we go over there, I drop my dad off he goes and hangs a stand in a spot, and I start running doing my route my filming, my talking my st- you know everything that I'm doing and I'm going hitting hitting my four or five little walking hunting areas and I'm just glassing an hour or so then i'm driving to the next one glass and driving to the next one glass and driving to the next one glass and just because it's not dark yet it's still it's still early so i'm just trying to catch anything moving moving early right before dark i'm setting in a spot and i know i see a bunch of doe there so i know there's gonna be some bucks around so i'm i'm glassing and i'm thinking to myself i'm talking to my cameras i'm like man i need to be i guarantee i need to be over where i killed my deer last year because that draw is going to have a buck over there and so finally i, I talked myself into going over there leaving these doe that i'm watching and a couple small bucks and as soon as i round the corner and i drop off in this draw right where my buck was last year there's a shooter buck with a doe standing right in it and they cross the road in front of me and they cross on the other walk, walk and hunting on the other side of the road out in a bear it's, it's wheat just bear wheat i mean this is the luscious green wheat field and uh they just stand out in the middle of it, and I just watch them the rest of the night, and I'm, like, bummed at myself because I knew that that draw, that there was going to be a buck come through that draw. The, the, the last three or four days of my season last year, mm-hmm. there was a shooter buck in it every evening
2: mm-hmm. with a doe,
0: every evening. So I get back to the motel. I'm, I'm pretty bummed at myself. You know, I'm looking at the footage, you know, pulling up to show my dad. and be my second day. The next this be my second day coming up the next morning. So in 2020, I shot a deer the first morning, as, my second morning as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As, so my next morning, I head back to the same spot where I killed my deer last year. And I'm sitting there glassing. And uh, I don't see any deer at all. I see a couple of doe. I, I bounce around, hit some other spots, and I come back through. And I actually see uh, two bucks dogging a doe pretty hard across the road in front of me, going from the south to north, and they cross on the public and i'm stopped my truck i'm watching them just trying not to spook them and when they go ahead and cross and get in the crp and i can't see them that's when i ease up the road and i don't i I lose them i can't find them i don't know where they went because it's it's uh, that pristine wheat field on one side that borders um tall crp and i can't see them in either one so i'm going to make a loop real fast a mile loop and when i turn to make that loop right where i killed my deer last year uh, there's another big buck there and I spook him. I see just, the doe just, the doe just don't pay attention to me. And the buck just turns around and hauls nail back across in the private.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so I'm pretty bummed about that. And I'm like, Ted what do I do now? You know? And I'm like, I'm going to go find these. I'm going to go back and find these other deer. I'm not going
1: to waste time on this deer because he's on mm-hmm. private now. Yeah. And a- and I, I, I know you, you mentioned this like last time you were on, but when you're out there, uh, you know, you're talking about moving around a whole lot. Oh, that's from your truck, right? I, th- I think you mentioned last yeah. time. You basically don't leave your truck unless you have eyes on a buck. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I really don't leave my truck unless I have eyes on a buck. Or there's some, there's a lot of areas that you can't. There's no, you can't get access to them. They'll have like a big dead section, like a like, the, like a like a road only cuts it on one side. And you mm-hmm. can't see it you can't see the back three or four hundred acres from, from your truck. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm, if there's a lot of deer on that place, then I will get out and I will walk to where I can uh, try to, you know, get the wind in my favor and go glass the gotcha. place that I can't, the places that I can't see is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. gotcha. Back in there. That's, that's when I get out of my truck. But for the right now, um, I'm just on some count, excuse me, I'm on some County roads
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's basically a quarter, a quarter section and then a quarter section right beside it. And then, Another quarter section beside it, and then in the middle quarter section, there's another section a quarter section to the north of it, so it makes like a small T. Mm. And then on one end, it's a two mile set, it's a two mile. I have to go a mile over to get to cut back around because it's in, it's in a dead section where I can't get through. Gotcha. So that's I'm basically kind of cruising around that, and it's all pretty much surrounded by CRP. And two sections of that, two quarter sections, it um, are. Pristine wheat fields, just mm-hmm. real thin, real tall, tall wheat, green wheat. So I mean, you really can't do it. There is some ditches in it and stuff, but you really can't move through it. But the deer are hitting it pretty good. Yeah. So I make my way, trying to get back around that section. I have to go. I, what stinks is it rained a bunch, and there's this, there's a one road, cut through road that I can get through fast, and we call them I call them B roads up there, like um, because they're not they're they're bad, B for bad. <laughs> if they get wet, you can't ride drive on them. <laughs> So, there's, there's a big mud hole in it. So, I'm not going to take chances chance on getting stuck. So, I got to drive a mile north, then a mile back to the east or west, and then a mile, then two miles back to the south to get to where I need to be at. Well, when I pull up parallel and glassing over there, and I see a truck over there glassing back to where I seen them deer run. And so, that, I, then I go in panic mode. I'm like, I'm going to get over there and just put pressure on them. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. pull up behind them and just like I'm glassing too, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I So I have to go two miles to the north, mile back to the west, and two miles back to the south to get there. And by the time I get over there, that, truck's gone. I'm like, huh? Maybe they didn't see those deeries. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'm talking to myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, immediately, when I get over there where that truck was at, I see them bucks and bucks up there with them doe. So I pull them off my spot and scope up and I'm glassing. And one buck looks pretty good. Uh, I can't really tell yet. You know, I'm talking. So I get the buck's pretty good. Other buck's not a shooter. And I wasn't for sure on the other buck. You know, he, he's kind of borderline. It's my second day. I kind of want to be kind of picky. Um, haven't really got to see a whole lot of deer. It's my, you know, it's my first full day there. My first, my first morning in this area. I know there's big deer there. So I'm watching him, and as he's kind of going away from me, and he's turning his head, he's looking better and better. And and uh, they're actually, I thought they were on public, but they're actually they weren't on public yet. And so I'm, they actually chase those doe back up on public. So when I do that. I just start creeping my truck back to the south. It's going super slow, just going real slow, watching them. Try not to bust any doe out of there because it's hit or miss. Some of the times, them deer will just run like you're, you shot at them a thousand times, and then some deer won't even paying attention to you. Just kind of look the draw on that. I guess I don't really I haven't really figured that out. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but so I get up to the public <clears throat> and I'm watching these. I can see some doe on the. I'm kind of, I'm in i I'm in a bottom and I'm looking uphill and it's probably uphill five to 700 yards uphill. And there's terrace, there's like little levels and terrace of CRP. And so I'm glassing those looking up there and I can't see the bottom of this drainage that runs in the middle of this middle of this quarter section. So I can't see in the bottom yet. So I'm getting to when I get to the highest part of this road, I can see in the bottom and when I do. I see a pretty big buck and he's walking to the north by himself. I'm like, what's this buck doing? And I'm like, I pull my binoculars up. I, I stop my truck, kill it, get my spot and scope on him. And he's actually pretty close to me. And he stops and he looks right at me. And I'm watching him. like You know, I'm watching him. And and like he don't look, he's not looking for dough. And he doesn't look scared. And, and like I really didn't know what he was doing. And he, he stops and looks at me for just like a split second. And he just keeps walking to the north like he's on a mission. So I'm watching him, and I'm, I'm filming, I'm talking, and I didn't really know if I was going to shoot this deer or not, if I would shoot this deer or not. Um, He had a lot of points; they weren't really long, and he had he had pretty good mass. And the more I watched him, uh, I knew that this deer is probably going to bed pretty soon. um, Just kind of where he was at, and it was about it was about ten o'clock. So I knew that he was getting time that he needed to be somewhere, and he's in the middle of this tall CRP. And I'm watching him and I can see that his main beams that I noticed his main beams go way out past his nose. And like, they're, I mean, mm-hmm. like five, five six inch main beams, like around the mass. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for mass <laughs> and I'm watching him and I'm watching him and he, he starts working his way away from me, straight away from me, going up this ridge, this CRP ridge. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to myself, man, if, if you bet I'm going to shoot you, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to, and then that CRP, it's it's kind of hard to pick a spot where he's at because it all mm-hmm. looks the same. Like yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to, and to the, and I noticed to the north of him, there's a small draw. I'm like, okay, he's just, he's about 20 yards. To the, I'm, you know, I'm playing in my head. Mm-hmm. He's 20 yards to the right of this small draw. Okay, there's a real big clump of grass to the left, and a real big clump of grass to the right. He's right in the middle of those, you know, and like, so I'm watching him, you know, and like, I finally decide if he beds, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try to shoot this deer, and. uh Man, I had to pee bad, and I've been watching <laughs> this deer for probably probably an hour. He, he started he'd just milling around. I've been watching him for an hour, and every once in a while he'd kind of look my way, but he was just milling around. He he just not no really care in the world, wasn't interested. There was some doe there, wasn't interested in the, the doe or the mother bucks chasing doe. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I mean I had to pee bad, and like I couldn't <laughs> hold it, so like um, I, opened, I cracked my door, and, and like he's he's probably eight hundred nine hundred yards away from me and I'm watching him still, and I pee, and, like, for just a second, I look down, and I look back up, and he's gone, and he's right at the top of the ridge, and I'm like, and to myself, I'm like, did he did he go over the ridge, and I didn't see him, or did he bed down? I was like, I didn't see him bed down, and so I'm sitting there to myself, like, what did he do? And I'm panicking. I was like, I don't know what he did. So I get back in the truck, and I started up, and I just, I would go to the north, or to the south, hit that next county road go two miles back to the to the east and i'm glassing them i get up on top of that ridge where i can glass where he walked i don't see him go another mile go back to you know make them I make my two mile loop get back over there where i was just at and like i knew right where i was just at cause i just peed so i pulled up to right where i just peed at you know mm-hmm. and i stop i get there i'm like man what the heck i screwed that up you know like why i couldn't you know like, why couldn't i just held it you know a little bit longer <laughs> You know, and like, like, I thought I was watching him good. I mean, just a split second, he disappeared on me. Mm As soon as I get back to where I was just at and I turn my truck off and I put my spotting scope up, that buck stands up. Mm. Now, you tell me the Lord wasn't watching out for me. (laughs) You're crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are the, I mean, the exact second I put my binoculars up and look, he stands up. He goes about. He goes probably he take he probably goes twenty yards and beds right back down. And I knew at that point in time it was almost eleven o'clock. Well, it's probably I bet it was I bet it wasn't quite eleven. I bet it
2: was
0: <clears throat> I bet it was ten forty five. Eleven. It was close to that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I knew that I had at least an hour before he stood back up. Maybe long before he stood back up. I had plenty of time to get to him. And then he was probably eight hundred yards from me or so. And I had to go down a ridge, a CRP. I mean, this is barrier; I mean, it's open.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You've seen the picture pictures. It's it's open as can be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I, it, but it's a ridge. It goes down. It's a, it's a huge, it's a quarter section ridge, you know. And uh, so I got to go down and then back up, and in my head, you know, okay, I see those two two big clumps of grass, and I see that ridge. So I get my camera gear I get my bow, you know, and I take off, <clears throat> trying to stay low because I don't I, cause I don't really know what it's like up there if you can see me. I knew if he's gonna see me, he's gonna see me coming off, coming leaving my truck, coming down the ridge to him because I'm in the sun, he could see me. So I got hunkered down low and I went pretty quick. I mean, I I covered some ground pretty quick to get in the bottom. And once I got in the bottom, that's when I slowed down. slowed down a little bit. I had my phone out, kind of had some markers on my Onyx map, and I took it easy going up, going up, going up, you know. And the wind was kind of, the wind was kind of iffy. I had a south wind and I'm going right at him. So if the wind kind of shifted a little bit, it it, it could be it could be iffy. But I, I'm I was playing I was playing kind of a fine line, but not really. If that makes sense, yeah. Because the wind the wind was now if I if I would have come, I knew I had to hit the deer straight head on. If I had to come in come at him uh, south of him, you know, when I I, I would have been I'd have been in trouble. But mm-hmm. I knew kind of right where he was at, so I wanted to err on the on the uh, upwind side mm-hmm. or no downwind side of him. So I, I get halfway up that ridge and and like I get I go to a point up to one of them terrace to where I think that you know I'm within like a hundred I'm like right here on him and I and I get there you know I'm huffing and puffing and I'm looking and like man it's kind of bare up here like where the heck's he at you know I'm thinking to myself and I get to look and I'm actually a little further further south of him I need to be so I back up real fast and I actually run to the north and getting that getting that ditch that he's in because I didn't want to be – because of the wind, I didn't want to be – I wanted to be air on the downwind side. So I made sure, you know, that I – so I just eased up that ditch. When I got up to that ditch a little further to the next terrace, I could actually see the uh, the two big clumps of grass pretty well. And, then I, and like, I knew he had to be right in front of me somewhere. I just didn't know where at. Well, there was another terrace in front of me, another 40 yards or 50 yards. And I knew by looking in front of me that he wasn't in front of me because it was kind of like – in between them two terraces, a low spot. You can't see it from where I was at. And there was kind of some real, real thin green grass and stuff in there. And I think that's probably what he was feeding on when he was up there feeding.
2: Mm.
0: And there's, there's kind of a trail that come right through it. So I actually got on this trail and the wind was starting to pick up. I knew the wind was going to pick up. So I just kind of eased my way real slow to that next terrace. And when I get there, it's, it's flat on the other side and just tall, tall CRP. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this deer has to be I have to be within like 20 yards of this deer. Like, he has to be right here. I know he's because I'm like, he's right. He was right in between those two clumps of grass and I didn't see him. And I'm like, where is he at? And then I'm playing everything back. I'm like, he was a little further, probably past these than what I could really tell, you know, looking at him. And so I get to that next terrace and I set up there. I get my camera set up on my tripod and and I'm looking. I'm glad I got my binoculars up. I'm glassing in that grass trying to spot his racks. And I sat there for about 45 minutes and I can't, I don't see him at all. I'm like, well, I'm like in my head like, what the heck? I know he didn't stand up and move when I was coming up here. I'm just, no, he didn't. And I'm starting to get antsy, which I know I'm trying to calm myself down because I know, <laughs> but and getting antsy. Yeah, you got to be patient. I know you have to be patient, but I'm getting antsy. I, I don't see him. I should at least be able to see his rack sticking up.
2: <clears throat>
0: and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to grunt. So I get my camera set up and I get my bow, everything ready. I'm like, I'm going to grunt real loud because it's pretty windy. And I, and I grunt really loud one time and I don't see nothing, nothing stand up. And I start to ease up. And as soon as I like kind of ease up, you can see it when I release the uh, the footage of this. Mm-hmm. I ease up. <clears throat> and I immediately set right back down. I spot his rack. Uh, I think he was like 24 yards from me, mm-hmm. right even with me, right even with me. Mm-hmm. And he's looking away. He's looking away from me. And uh, I sat back down and I could see his rack plain as day and come to find out like where he, where he was bedded at. It was like super thick and he had his head laid down on the ground where I couldn't see him. He was asleep. I had woke him up and he didn't know, he didn't know what was going on. He, and the wind was blowing. He, he thought he heard something, but he maybe really didn't hear anything. And like, so then now the wait really begins and I'm getting nervous. You know, I'm like, I, I you know, I put my, my pin on uh I think I actually put it on twenty five yards, I guess twenty five yards. I think he was actually at twenty six now that I'm thinking about it. He was a yard he was a yard past twenty five yards. And because my rangefinder you wouldn't pick up the grass at all mm-hmm. blowing. Like that I was close. And uh so I sat there and I actually grunt one more time just because he had his head up just to see what he would do and he kinda just kinda like really didn't make any sudden movements. I'm like, Hey he can't hear me, I'm not gonna grunt anymore, he's not gonna stand up. And it was probably about an hour, about an hour and fifteen minutes, <laughs> right around twelve o'clock. And uh, some birds were flying over. Actually, at one point in time, he he went to stand up, and he he put his butt up first, which was kind of weird. Then he laid back, he just and he put it, laid back down. And I'm like, well, that was weird. Well, uh, an airplane flew over, and I'm like, that's going to get him up for sure. And he he kind of got he kind of got antsy right there when the airplane got up, and then some birds flew over in about fifteen minutes after that. And he did the same thing. He put his butt up first, and like kind of like he was stretching, and was able. I was able to get pulled back then. And he stood up. When then when he stood up, uh, he immediately looked right. Immediately looked at me because he actually obviously knew something was there when I grunted. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I released an arrow. I heard the shot. I heard it hit him. Knew I hit him. Um, and then he runs probably eighty yards and stops and i'm you know i run back i'm i don't have, i took my i took my uh binoculars off my chest and everything while i was sitting there just to be mm-hmm. take air out of it and i knew i had i knew i had time to wait he put it i watched him put his head mm-hmm. back down so i'm just going slow taking my stuff off just to be free and uh so i didn't have my binoculars I run back in my binoculars i get the camera on him i'm filming him i'm watching him and uh it looks like he's and it's like an optical illusion because, like he looks like he's moving straight left, you know while I'm watching him, and uh either he either disappears or falls down, and I'm pretty sure he fell down. I wasn't for sure though you know I start freaking out, you know, filming, mm-hmm. and just you know I you know it was my first actually solo and like legit everything to a t film, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm super excited, man, I was on cloud nine I <laughs> you know could barely talk, you know, I'm talking a hundred miles an hour just. You know, I mean, I was on cloud nine and, and, uh, waiting for my dad to get there, I found my arrow, got blood on it. And, uh, we go up there to where I seen him disappear. And like, I'm like trying to tell my dad, I'm like, man, look, he looks like he's walking straight left right here in this video. You know, like he's going this way across, across this field. And there's like a terrace there <clears> that he gets behind again, another, another one on the terrace. And like, my dad's like, I'm pretty sure he like, he stopped here. He's going, he's going to go, I'm, like, he's going to go down this terrace. And like my dad's saying, I'm like, what? Well, looks like he's going out here. And we look for blood right in there for, you know, 15 minutes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. He stopped right here. He got to be able to see blood and, you know, everything. And he's like, well, let me see that video back again. So I play that video back and my dad's like, he's going, he's going, he's walking right down this terrace. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I was like, you film me. I'm going to walk down this terrace and, uh, and we'll just go slow. And I don't know if my dad seen the deer knew he was there, but like I started to <laughs> walk, you know, and like, my dad just sat he just he just standing he just sitting there and i stopped and kind of like look back and like hey you know come on uh-huh. and when i turned to look at him i could see i see something to his right about 10 yards you know we walked past him five mm-hmm. five times and uh it's so hard to see and i just see his rack a rack going i was like hey i was like is that is that a deer right there is that his antler uh shining and he goes that's a deer <laughs> <laughs> and then you know he was right there he went 80 yards and he he piled up right there where i last seen him and yeah. man hey, man what an awesome awesome mm. uh man. second day man second, yeah. second day of first stop
1: yeah i mean uh great story hmm. but ah, oh, man like and i asked you about this last time about like sitting there for so how like after you got to you know the spot where you started glassing and waiting and everything how long from that moment till you actually shot him
0: um, it was, well, okay. So I waited probably 30 to 40 minutes before I grunted. Uh-huh. And then after I grunted and I seen him, mm-hmm. it was another 45, another 45 minutes. Yeah. Pretty so, much.
1: So over an hour, almost an it's hour about, and a half. Yeah. 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 Like I would just. Right be... around,
0: right around, right around noon is when they're, they're going to get up, they're mm-hmm. going to pee and stretch and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yep.
1: Yeah, I just I can't imagine sitting there for that long and and also just like you said being comfortable enough to like take your binoculars off and I I feel like I'd just be on pins and needles but I guess with the wind and everything you, you know you have a little bit of freedom there. So like you said Yeah, I mean yeah, like, I got I was going to say like you said, you know, he barely heard you grunt and that you know trying to make noise and so I guess you have some freedom to move around more than what most people would think, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, you really do. The wind was blowing pretty good. I knew the wind was going to stay stay steady um for most of the day and i had plenty of time and uh how he was laying he couldn't i know he couldn't see me and uh even if, if he couldn't if he did see me knew i was there he wasn't alerted he wasn't going to stand up and i was ready like i had my bow in one hand mm-hmm. and uh but but like when i took my binoculars and stuff off he actually had his head down sleeping so mm-hmm. i knew that i had you know the freedom to kind of do whatever i wanted i was still just trying to be calm and talk myself you know hey okay make your shot go through your steps walk you know you got your steps go through them Mm -hmm. you know so and it when it happens it happens fast you Mm -hmm. don't get much time when they stand up Mm -hmm. so uh so i guess i'll take it um right after that you know Mm -hmm. my dad helps me and then he hunts and then that next morning I'm like he's, like he's like I want to do this spot in a stocking with you. I was like <laughs> I was like all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I and I go I go we'll go back and set where I kill mine. At, I actually killed this deer in 21, uh, a quarter section over from where I killed my deer in 2020.
1: Mm. Awesome. So it's awesome too that you you know you've been doing this long enough now that you're kind of starting to get some spots and you know you can build off of yourself from year to year. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I've, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. I've messed up a lot. Um, you can't be afraid to mess up. You're going to mess up. I mean, you're going to. I mean, so you, you just got to try it. But, I mean, yeah, I killed. I mean, so it was the second day. I mean, like my second day I killed, and it's kind of bittersweet. Um, my hunt was over. Um, I could have killed. If I wouldn't have killed, I could have killed some opportunities with some really big deer um, if I wouldn't have killed. but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I can't pass up a hundred and fifty <laughs> inch deer on on public land, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm uh-huh. just not wired like that. Where I can, yeah. So I guess the third day we uh, we go back to where I killed my deer in 2020, and I told him I was like, I want to glass this. Right at daylight, I go. There's always big deer that come through here. I want it. There was one here yesterday at daylight. I want to glass it. And uh, so I guess that third morning, um, there's sure enough, 170 inch point. that's probably 25 inches wide with a doe in it and uh man he beds early like they bed down early early like he stands up right as the sun's coming up man he's got um just the frost on his back and then he's got steam coming off of him it's just awesome to watch him that morning and uh they bed down and I watch him for like an hour and can't really see him. You know, he's bedded some really, really thick stuff on another ridge, a CRP Ridge. And he's it's uh he's pretty close to on the other side of the ridge to the east is is um is public, so he's 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 pushing the line. So we watch him for two or three hours. We leave, I go I go run some other stuff, look at some trying to find some other stuff other bucks on some uh, walk in hunting and um don't see anything that we really want to go after. And I've just got this deer stuck in my mind because he's in that CRP. He's bedded. He's with a doe. We can kill this deer. And we get back. And um, we get back over there. And we sat there from, it's probably like 9 o'clock by now. And we wait till like 11. And he still hasn't got up. I haven't seen him. And uh, I needed to get back to the motel because I didn't have a freezer. And my deer was just in the, had the ice on him, mm-hmm. so we we made a decision to go back, eat, and then get my deer in a freezer, cause I because there wasn't anybody I could take my deer to up there to you know the, mm-hmm. to to um, cut it up and skin it out for me and everything. So I needed to get him in a freezer pretty quick. So got him in a freezer. We get back out there about one o'clock, and um, we're walk- glassing at one o'clock. My dad's glassing. His spot another buck bedded, and it's actually a pretty good deer but we really can't he, he's pretty far over there and how his antlers uh, match with the grass is just hard to even with my spotting scope mm-hmm. and phone scope it's just hard to pick out like he's he's a good deer but he just wasn't like that next level deer that we could mm-hmm. that we could think you know like he, if he would stand up and let us see it'd be different but how he was bedded, and uh so we watch him and well, i know that other deer's got to be there you know and like and then finally, he stands up with that doe, and he had moved. They had moved, actually moved closer to us. If we'd have stayed there; we would have been, we would have, we would have been able to. We already probably would have mm-hmm. got a shot at this deer by now. We would have stayed mm-hmm. put, and they moved closer to us. And uh, man, this deer was big. Golly, his deer was big. And you know, we're freaking out, and they, he chases that doe away from us. And my dad's like, "What are you going to do?" And they go, "They go. We got to get over there." I was like, "If we're going to kill this deer, I have a chance, we got to get over there and get eyes on him." Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We drove a section to the, we drove to the next section to the south and then went back to the east. On the, on the, got, we got as far east as we could go on the private and walk inside. And we ran down that fence line, you know, kind of pretty close where we thought that deer was. And got, got back up on that ridge and we're just glassing. And it's getting, it's getting even by this point now. It's probably 3, 3.30, o'clock by now. And we're glass, and we don't see him. And we're sitting there, and we watch watch for a long time, and we can see a lot of stuff. And finally, we're glass, and we we move we move the glassing points a couple times, and my dad spots him, and he's like, "They actually went to the north of north of us down this ridge, and they're probably 400 yards to the north." And I uh, just say, "We got to go!" And, like they're moving right now. I go, they, we got a we got a terrace in front of us." I go, "We need to." Book it. So we haul balls and we get to that terrace and like we're we get come to find out when we get to that terrace dude he's like 50 yards from us with this doe mm. and like you know my dad my dad he's never spotting a stock like that and like been that close to this deer. and this deer this deer's got a big body. this deer's a big deer like mm. he's in his prime like he is he's a stinking loper man and him my dad you know he's he's right there you know and he's all getting excited and uh he starts chasing this doe and when we're running, you know, like a bird dog, bird dogging him, he's bird dogging that doe in that tall grass. And we lose him. And so we start going back to the west down that, down that, down a different terrace. And all of a sudden my dad stops and I, he's like, he sees us. I'm like, where's he at? And he's like, I can't see. I'm behind my dad's film I can't see the deer. And he's like, He's a hundred yards. And um, I grunt and snort wheeze. Immediately that deer, he's like, He's coming, he's coming. So we get down, and he he comes right to us. Well, we sit there and we don't. He never, he never comes. We don't see him. We're like what the heck? So we stand up and we're on the south side of this terrace, and he's on the deer buckles on the north side where that like, grass is so tall. When we're behind that terrace, we can barely see on the other side, but you really can't. You really can't see our whole bodies. Maybe barely our heads.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we're easing down it, kind of where my dad last seen him, and we're glassing, and then. Forty yards, there's a bush to our north, and my and there's a the buck and a doe bedded right there. And my dad grabs me. I'm like, yep. And he's like, which buck is that? Because we were getting close to the first buck that he spotted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, which buck is that? And I go, I don't know. And I'm glassing, and that buck turns to kind of looks my way, and I just I can just see how white he was. And I was like, it's a shooter. Whichever <laughs> buck it is, it's a shooter. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. and immediately my dad, you know, he gets an arrow out, and he's like we're close, like close, close. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're going to be raising up the deer like 40 yards, the bush. And uh, me and my dad, like he wanted he got closer up onto that terrace. He scooted up probably, excuse me, five yards. And uh, I'm get to kind of where he was at and I get down. Well, that doe just gets up all of a sudden and like, she's not spooked. And like, she kind of, you know how, when a buck kind of nudges a doe, she'll kind of hunker down and run like five yards and mm-hmm. stop, you know,
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: what exactly what she did right in front of us at like, Fifteen yards. Well, he finally stands up, and he does. He stands up, and oh my gosh, man, this deer <laughs> was big. And my dad just got excited. He just he got excited. I think mm. kind of rushed. He's never been in this. I mean, he's never spotted and stalked. And my dad's. I mean, he's a very good hunter. He's hunted his whole life. Mm-hmm. And it just. When you something about when you get this close to a deer that big of a deer a caliber of deer on the ground that close, it, man, it just it does something to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that that deer walked right to us, and my dad put his forty pin on him, and he, sh- I mean, he shot right over him. Mm-hmm. He, and the deer was probably the deer was probably thirty yards. Yeah, my dad had scooted my dad had scooted five yards closer, and that deer'd come to us. Mm-hmm. And in the heat of the moment, my dad he my dad you know he ranged him at forty, so that's what he's thinking in his head forty.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hard, and, hard uh, to
1: blame him. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, just listening that, to it, like, my heart's pumping. So,
0: oh, and and he he's all frustrated, you know, and like I thought it hit him because like in, a, in a, I'm just filming in the video and I'm, I'm like I'm like and I'm saying in the video he hit him he, he hit him you know because how it sounded it sounded just like a hit and he played the video back and listened to it over and over it sounds just like a hit and um, he shot just high right in the grass down his arrow. <clears throat> we actually stalked this deer the next day. And we got on him early, in, early that morning, got on him early, like at seven o'clock. And we were literally within 50 yards of this deer for like six hours.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: he would moved to about a hundred yards and then we would get back in the 50. And I mean, we were, in, we were on this deer from eight o'clock till it got dark and we were yes. not able to get a shot at him the, the next day
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, didn't have a lunch, nothing. I mean, we had one ball of water with us mm-hmm. and, uh, it was rough, man. We barely crawled a bunch. And man, uh, we, we, we were fixing to get a shot at this deer. And, um, my dad just like, I'm Lord, don't want me to kill a deer this year.
2: Cause, <laughs> I mean, a
0: coyote, we were fixing to get a shot and a coyote, a coyote came in between uh, us uh. and it, it pushed the doe away from us and she was coming to us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, so I think we got on that deer maybe one more time <clears throat> and my dad, he went and stand hunting the rest of the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, we weren't able to, he wasn't able to, he passed a lot of really good deer out of the tree stand. He just mm-hmm. he just wants that next level deer, man. Yeah. And uh it was a fun year up there. We had a we had a blast, man. Mm-hmm. It was uh he's and he's never done that and he's like, Man, I just got so worked up, man. I I've never because <laughs> That's such a adrenaline rush. He goes, I he goes, I he goes, I, he goes, I thought i gonna be able to pull my bow back, man. He goes, I just he goes, I lost he's like, I lost all train of thought. He goes, I've never been that close to a deer that big. I mean, like, you know, on the ground, like face to face like that, you know? Yeah. And uh it's there's a lot of stuff you got to know what to do. Cause like he, he wanted to stand and like, he pulled back on his knees. I told him, I was like, you could have pulled back on your knees and stood up where you is at. And that buck would not have ran. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, that, that doe was, that doe just went 15 yards to her left and was milling around. Mm. When you stood up, he, he didn't know, he didn't know what he was. He wasn't going to bolt because the doe couldn't, the doe wasn't going go anywhere. Yeah. And he thought, he thought when the doe ran in front of us, he thought the doe kept running. Mm. He didn't know the doe stayed to our left right here just mm-hmm. milling the 15 yards he couldn't see he couldn't see it to where he was at yeah and uh so he kind of he kind of just you know panicked at the, that he had a split second to shoot that deer and when he came to us mm-hmm. after that doe you know he, he was just kind of he was walking
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh it's just there's just there's a lot you gotta learn
1: mm-hmm. man
0: you gotta, you, gotta be, and, and <laughs> yeah. you gotta watch the doe and be lucky yeah gotta watch the doe and be lucky mm-hmm. and and uh i've been really lucky from <laughs> yeah. the last the last year. But yeah, Candace was a blast. It was it was a roller coaster ride, man, for sure. It was it was it was
1: for sure. and hmm. it awesome. fun. And you said you normally, you know, you don't make quick <laughs> trips. You're normally up there for like ten days, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, we ended up I ended up
0: staying. Um mm-hmm. I had off till the I think I got to the fifth. I had I could have stayed all the way till the thirtieth if I wanted to. Um I think he ended up coming back like the weekend before Thanksgiving. I stayed, I went ahead and stayed up there with him and, and helped hunted and I just glassed and, uh, had another buddy up there and I helped him a little bit. I actually, I actually called three or four big deer in for him and, uh, he just couldn't make it happen. It his first time spotting a talking too. Yeah. Um, on, on, went to some new stuff we would never been to before mm-hmm. and, I called some deer on, in on him too, and just he just couldn't make it happen. Just not knowing what to do, not knowing when to pull back, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, um, I called deer in. For instance, I called a deer in, and we spotted this deer, and uh, right before dark, and uh, he was going to the south at a pretty quick pace, and we had to go stinking two miles to the uh, east and two miles to the south to get back around on the back side of this walking that he was on, and I mean. I was flying to get around, <laughs> to get back around. Because, I mean, he was moving. He was looking for a doe. And we get parked, get out, and like I grab my camera stuff. He gets his bow real quick, and we take off walking pretty fast. And we're in some thick grass, but all of a sudden it gets a little thin grass. I'm like, oh, man, mm. like this is not bad. we we'll, uh we're getting, that, as soon as we get to that thin stuff, he's spotting, uh He's already got past us. And um, I grunt, and he stops, and I do a snort wheeze, and immediately on a beeline right to us. And I lay down, and like he's hunkered down, and I'm like i'm like pull, back. and I'm like i'm we're a little way separate, I'm like, man, pull back, pull back, you know to my pull back this buck stops at like uh probably thirty yards, and he's looking at us, and then then it, you know of course, once he stops he tries to pull back
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh he sees him, and he doesn't doesn't he doesn't get a shot at him mm-hmm. um that's just where when he's running like that, and he can't really see, and he's running, you kind of you can hunker down and kind of pull back mm-hmm. um." We probably should have backed up and got into some of the taller grass. If the grass wouldn't have, have petered out on us and got real thin, we would have killed that deer because in that thick grass, you wouldn't have been able to see us. He'd have, been, he'd have been at 20 yards and he'd have been able to kill that deer. Yeah. Um. So just knowing, I mean, this is his first time, man. He just didn't know. And and, nothing, and like he kind of got down, but there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You got to try. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You mean,
0: you can't be. I was like, you know how many stalks I've screwed up, <laughs> you know, trying to pump him up. You know, I've screwed up a bunch, man.
2: Yeah. and Not, you
0: know, I- not, not knowing.
1: Yeah, and I think with all the media, that's kind of, you know, lots of guys filming the hunts now and, uh, you know, getting more Mm -hmm. popular. You know, and once again, just like everything else on social media, you know, you see the highlight reel. You know, you see these bucks coming in all bristled up. You see them get a nice, easy, you know, broadside shot most of the time. Uh, But, you know, most of the time they don't show, mostly just because they don't have time. You know, it's not like they're trying to hide it. But, you know, they don't show the 20 stocks that they screwed up before that, you know, successful one. So uh yeah. exactly on like, youtube
0: you know they want to be like 20 30 minutes and you can't mm-hmm. show all that stuff
1: yeah and like you said there's only one way to learn get out there and do it so you didn't yep. you, know, you didn't start killing these big bucks right away it took some time
0: yep and uh so like uh right after that there was a piece of walk-in that was um <clears throat> pretty big area and it's kind of like there was kind of a like, like a b road you can go up there and park on like a dead section we went and parked there and i go man there's some it was super windy this day and one was probably blowing like 20 to 30, maybe in gusts, maybe 40 mile an hour out of the North this day. And I go, man, there's some, there's some cedar trees down here. And it was like a little draw. I was like, it's midday. I go, there'll be something in there. I was like, let's let's, let's park the truck and let's walk back in there. And it was a pretty good walk, probably half a mile walk into this place. And it was all, it was all CRP, tall CRP until you got back to this one draw and then those cedars were there. <clears throat> and then we get there and he's in front of me and I'm like, you know, just keep easing, stay along this tree line, the he's around, you know, and there was fresh scrapes with pee in it and stuff, so I knew there was a buck close, and I grunted and rattled a little bit when we first got there, and it was just so windy, nothing could hear us, and <clears throat> as we're, we're on top of this rim, easing around these, these cedar trees, and kind of looking in this bottom, he's in front of me, he spots a buck bedded down there, and it was a pretty nice buck, and uh, I get in front of him, you know, by these, uh, this, I don't even know what kind of bush it was. It's a big old bush. I have no idea what it was. And, uh, with some scrub trees growing mm-hmm. out of it. And I grunt really loud. Cause it's so windy. And then I, he kind of stands up and kind of looking. And when he does, I snort wheeze Cause there's only 35 yards from us right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I snort wheeze, And I mean, he, he immediately takes two steps to us. And I look back, say hey, he's coming and he's behind me. and I'm kind of in front of him that, how this deer is gonna work in the wind? I shouldn't. He's gonna come on the downwind side to our left, which he's gonna have a perfect shot at him. And I'm looking to the right, and I don't know why I'm looking to the right, thinking he's gonna come that way. And uh, I don't can't see him. I can't see him, and I grunt again. I grunt, I grunt a couple more times, and like finally I hear I hear my buddy hollering at me, you know, like a whispering, you know, mm-hmm. like a whisper holler. <laughs> and I look to my left. This deer is ten yards from me. Come, uh, the ears pinned back, bristled up, <laughs> snot coming out. Snot coming out of his mouth, mm. just stiff and like. So I'm got tan. a tan. I wear tan clothing. I got a tan coat on, like a brown, like the CRP. And he can kind of see me, and he's coming right to me. Like I'm hunkered down, so he thinks I'm like another deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming right to me, and he stops, and he's actually a really nice buck. He's probably got like seven points on one side, but he's got his, his left whole left main beams broke off. Mm. And, uh, man, he's, he's close. He's 10 yards and I can run again. He, he takes like two more steps. And when he, when he does I just jump up and hit that bush real fast. And <laughs> he looks at me for a second and just takes off. Yeah. And, uh, what an awesome experience, man. He could, that deer, I mean, he could have killed that deer easy, but he just, yeah, he had yeah. half of his right and busted off.
1: Yeah. I, I think I might've asked you this last time, but do you ever, I mean, do you ever get nervous or scared when they get that close or are you pretty confident you can stand up and wave your arms and they're going to run off?
0: man that's like he, he was but he was kind of freaking out and i'm like <laughs> man like uh at first you know i was i thought it was cool being that close to a deer like i was excited like mm-hmm. i was just wanting to see how close to get honestly and then mm-hmm. like it kind of hit me it hit me all of a sudden when he started to get that when he started coming closer i was like oh crap i was like i better he's gonna he might he's actually coming right at me yeah. i'm a deer so then i i knew like i had that bush between me and him that he couldn't get me mm-hmm. and so when i stood up and i just got real loud he just he really didn't know what it was. He went down. He went thirty yards and stopped and looked back at us and just kind of stood there and looked at us for like ten minutes. And we're looking at him or we're just talking, you know, about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: finally, he kind of, he kind of jogs off. Mm. And uh, it was a good little area right there, man. We came back, actually came back um, a couple of days later and there was actually like three smaller bucks in there chasing doe, and uh, just, just just couldn't couldn't get on a big one, man. We tried. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was solo running around. And I found some big deer with some doe bedded up, and um, if that had been with me, we could have gone and killed them. But by the time I took my dad and him to get to me, and they, you know, they've got up and moved by then. You know, um, just um, just unlucky. Yeah. But it was it was an awesome season. up their men had an awesome time, it was, yeah. it was awesome.
1: And you got me jealous. I think I might've mentioned last time. I, I have a Kansas point. I just don't have all the vacation yep. time to get up there and do it. So I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not yet, but I have a Colorado elk hunt coming this year. And so oh, that's, wow. that's chewing up quite a bit of my vacation time. Uh, and so, but man, I'm, I'm dying to get up there and try it.
0: Do you have, do you have a lot of points for Colorado?
1: Uh, yes and no. We're doing, I'm, Trying to figure out. I hope I don't have to burn them. I might have to. Uh, we're doing like a yeah, yeah. semi-guided hunt, and so uh, I got you. You know, like basically. If you, a some prim- the,
0: mm-hmm. if you buy, I think if you buy over the counter, you don't have to burn your points.
1: That's what I'm hoping. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, we, my buddy and I were so excited about it. We booked it and didn't look at all the fine details, and so I'm pretty sure it's going to be an over-the-counter hunt, and I shouldn't have to burn mm-hmm. them. So.
0: Oh man, that that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, you may not have to have all the time. Like uh, mm-hmm. in 2020, same thing happened. Uh, yeah. Got up there that first day, we scouted, glassed, and like out of this big CRP, a big buck came out, and man, he's just a stud. Yeah. And we watched him We watched him. Next morning, I head back to that same area, and I'm watching. I'm watching for him. And there were some guys there, out of state, other state guys there that they've been hunting there for a couple of days, and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had the place messed up, and there was a lot of big deer in there. And, um, they were trying to spot in stock, but they had just like regular real tree camo on mm-hmm. and, and they just i wish I could have showed them what they looked like <laughs> a long ways off because they, they stuck they really did look a big black blob out there, yeah, and um, uh, so uh, I didn't see that buck that morning. I came back that afternoon it was about ten o'clock. I was making my around I was one of the glasses spot where kind of where i seen that deer like deer that yesterday evening where he came out of his bedding area. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and, like, I can see both their trucks parked over at this parking area, and I'm like, what are they doing here? They usually, these guys usually leave, and I don't see them. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? And I've seen him stalking this deer, kind of in where this deer was bedded at. It's, like, 15 acres of, like, tall grass above your head. It's, like, 15-foot tall, just thick stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've seen him kind of stalking a deer in there, but I'm like, why is he going after that? I'm like, you know, I'm filming. I'm like, why is he going after this deer? This deer's, like, 130-inch. I mean, er, you know, each their own. Everybody has mm-hmm. their own trophy, but. But like I'd talked to him, to, you know, I'd talked to these guys, you know, like a couple of days before when we were glassing, or I said day before, and I'm like, why is he? I'm like, why is he going after that deer? It's only 130 inches or whatever, and he wanted, to, you know, he's wanting a big deer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't, didn't even dawn on me. And like my dad calls me and he's like, hey, let's go glass at this other. Um, and I think they're in their trucks just watching. I'm like, why are they just sitting there? Why aren't they go? I'm like, want them to leave? one you know? Want them to leave? You know, they probably want me to leave too, you know. <laughs> yeah. So my dad's like my dad's like, hey, let's go look at this big area, just go walk back there and take a walk and let's go look in this look at this area. I'm like, okay, as I'm leaving, that buck, it's about ten thirty, he's he's standing up and he's, gonna, he's moving spots and I spot him in that in that grass, but I can't video him and I could have, but I'm not going to because those guys I, I didn't know if they are in their truck or not watching me. So I just I stop for just a split second and I take off like I don't even see a deer and I go with my dad and we go and leave for two or three hours. And uh, I get back to this. I get back there because I told my dad, you know, explained everything to him. And I get back down there, and I'm um, I'm on the um, see the winds out of the north, but I'm I'm on the I'm on the south side of this south side of this, and I'm watching this area. Well, these guys come up, and um, they're actually really nice guys. Got them on really well, and uh, he's like, Hey, I'm going to go drop him off up here, and uh, he's going to watch this back back side of this ridge this where these deer travel, and I'm like. I'm like, well, I'm watching this. You know, I'm spotting the stalking. so if I see one, I'm going to move on it. But, I mean, if he wants to go sit there, that's fine. But I'm, I'm just telling you, if I see a deer buck out here, I'm going to go move on it. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it's cool. So he, he literally goes like 80 yards, and he gets out in front of me off this road, and he goes, that's by this – I don't even know what it is. It's like a – I don't know. It's a big scenic culvert type thing, and he's sitting by it. And uh, I'm just – chuckling to myself. Uh, I was like, man, dead gummit. <laughs> and uh I was like, well, I'll be, I was like, I'm going to leave. I, I leave and I go, I go past him by another 80 yards back to the north. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to monitor, see if he comes out and see if that buck does the same thing and comes out to the north like he did. But I'm going to be, I stay in the truck and I kind of move off because the wind's wrong. Well, the wind is wrong for me. And I can see that guy and he's, he's spooking a lot of deer because of the wind. I'm watching him. He can't, he actually can't see him and I can see him. <laughs> And right at dark, so that big sucker comes out again in the exact same spot I seen him last night. And I don't have time to get my camera stuff. I grab my bow and um, I'm above him. He's below me. He's, he's in that same green field that, that buck made the scrape in that I was telling you about on the twenty one the twenty one that how mm-hmm. I first started out. They come out, and made that scrape, he's in that exact same field
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's he's going to the north. And between me and him is a is a culprit I can get in. Like a terrace dip. Mm-hmm. I guess for, for like for erosion or whatever in the rain and stuff that catches it from washing out
2: mm-hmm.
0: between that field. And uh, I let him get a little ways to the North and I, I mean, I'm running as fast as I can run and get in it. Uh, and I just start running down it to the North, trying to, trying to get in front of him because he's moving pretty good. I really don't know. I, I don't know where, or I can't see him yet. And I probably run a hundred yards and I'm breathing heavy and I stop, I peek my head up and he's, he's kind of, he's looking back kind of my direction, but more back behind me. I guess he heard me. Mm-hmm. And um, he stopped looking, and I'm like, and like, I'm almost even with him. So I'm like, that's good. And I'm looking up ahead of me, and I see an old dead log tree. And I was like, I got to get to that tree. And I think I can be fine. So I run as fast as I can. I get to that tree, and I lay my bow down, and I stand up, and I pull my binoculars up. And when I do, he's coming up the terrace over it, just crisp the terrace, and he's looking right at me. I'm like, dead gummit. And he's 80 yards. I'm like, dead gummit um and he, he it's low it's pretty low light and um i probably got 15 minutes of shooting light left mm-hmm. and um i'm wearing all i'm wearing my brown coat and stuff and so like i'm like, am oh, I gonna pick my bow up now I just laid my bow down and pick my binocular up the glass and um he starts walking right to me <laughs> what the heck is he doing man and he gets to 50 yards and and uh he's got across one more terrace and when he does he um he looks back for just a split second. When he does, I squat down and grab my bow. Well, he looks back and he don't see me standing there no more. And he's like, he really starts looking at me, looking hard, and he can see me setting down. And so he starts, he starts coming to me, but he's going to kind of parallel me a little bit. And he's, I have the wind perfect in my face, and he, he gets about 40 yards, kind of quartering two a little bit. And I, I'm guessing what's what it's 40 yards. I'm guessing 40 yards. So mm. I don't really know. I don't, I don't even have time to range him. I pull back, take my pin on him he stopped looking at me. I shoot here. Whack. He runs up to the road, probably about like a hundred yards. He stops. And he's like kind of doing this tail flicker. I'm like, okay, he's going to go down right there. He's thinking right by the road. And, uh, he, kind of like, he goes, goes to fall to his left. And when he does, he just runs downhill. And then like, I, then like I try to run and see, and it's just, by the time it's real low light, I can't see that far away. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know where I hit him at. I don't know. I, I'm thinking that I hit him out I, I just think that I hit him. I really don't even know if I hit him yet, but he, how he's acting and stuff. So I let him, so I go back to my dad and uh, uh, pick him up or in my trucks, and I'm waiting for the other guys to leave because I don't want them, want them knowing that I shot a deer, you know, in <laughs> there. and trying to be super, super secure. Don't want them knowing that I shot a big deer in there. Don't want to anything, you know, and like, mm-hmm. man, man, they don't, they won't freaking leave. And like, we turn uh they drive, down, we finally we just go out there and start looking and, and they start coming our way and we just turn our lights off and they go, they go past us looking for us. And then finally they leave. So we start looking for this deer. Can't find any blood where he stopped. And I'm like, go back to where he was standing. Of course, you know, this was bare. There was like bare ground. It wasn't even ECR, CRP at this point where we were at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't, I can't, I can't tell you where he was standing at because there's, there's nothing to to pinpoint where he was standing. And I'm guessing he was at 40 yards. So I go back over there to that, where I was standing at. And my dad gets to 40 yards kind of area and at 42 yards. We find my arrow and it's covered in blood and there's blood all over the ground at this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, uh, we finally track blood to this bottom and we see a deer down there's eyes So at that point. We back out mm. <clears throat> the next day. It's going to be 50 mile an hour winds and it's 82 degrees.
2: Huh?
0: And this, you know, 2020 is, uh-huh. is, cra- is the craziest thing we've ever seen. Well, we tracked this deer and we're falling blood like crazy. I mean, just big piles of blood bleeding like crazy. And we're thinking like every round, every tree and every clump of grass is going to be laying
2: there. Uh-huh.
0: And he, he makes a huge circle and he bed it. He beds like three or four times. And when he beds, he beds and gets up and beds like three or four different times throughout the night. And uh, he starts to head back across that field which it's disked up this time it's solid dirt disk and he's heading back angling back to where he came out of his bed and area where i shot him at you know where i seen him at the day before mm-hmm. and he's actually bleeding really good but that wind was blowing so hard that night when he when he moved and stuff that that dust was covering up the blood mm-hmm. so when he found the blood in that in that dirt it was like a darker dirt
2: mm-hmm. and it
0: took us two hours it took us two hours to track 150 yards through that through that uh <laughs> plowed field
2: yeah
0: and once we get once we get across the plowed field back into the leaves and stuff we're tracking it was easy just falling blood like you're pouring out of a paint bucket hmm. um we're getting that 15 foot tall grass and
2: uh <clears throat>
0: he beds we found him where he beds twice in there and then and then finally just he just stopped to guess around ran out of blood he stops bleeding and we looked for two or three days in there and we couldn't wait man that hmm. stuff just so thick and tall we couldn't find him yeah it what it is what had happened was those guys um they had shot a deer and it went in that grass too mm. and they were looking in that night that night we were looking for my deer in that grass and went, the next day we would track him all night and by the time we got in the grass it was dark we were looking in there for him mm-hmm. and uh we seen a light coming a truck coming i'm like what's what's going on well guy gets out and i see a flashlight coming and it comes right to where we're at in that tall grass and like so we're like what the heck is going on we didn't know what was going on we thought Well, we didn't have a clue, so we just Mm -hmm. turned our lights off and got out of there. Uh Come to find out that that guy had shot a deer in there, and he he dropped his knife and all kinds of stuff, and he he had hunted somewhere else with his buddy. He was coming Mm. back at night (laughs) to try to find his stuff because they were fixing to leave. Gotcha. But but to tell you how thick that stuff was, those guys that shot that deer, and he'd showed me where this deer was in there. Uh My dad, my dad, my fiance had walked by that deer two times and never seen it.
1: Mm. Wow.
0: So I um, mean, I looked for three days, um, glassing, walked mm. all the water. I, I quit hunting and looked for that deer for three days, and finally decided to start hunting, mm. hunting again, you know, on the third day, Yeah. looking for him. Mm.
1: Golly, well, man, we're uh, we're over an hour now, so I'm going to catch you off. But uh, awesome, awesome episode. I loved all the stories. Um, man, congratulations. Also, I don't think I ever said that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, real quick you, before I, uh, before I drop you off. Uh, why want not you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and everything? And uh, and I know you are not quite sure where your video is going to be dropping yet, but uh, when you do, you're going to have to let me know so I can let everybody know where to find it.
0: Yeah, I will. I'm not, not quite for sure where it's going to be dropping at. Um, I had some stuff come up. I'm not going to say too much about it just yet, mm-hmm. just in case it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, or it would have already been posted. But um, Josh Garud on Facebook and uh, Instagram is Joshua Randall 20 and uh, But most of my videos and stuff will be posted on Defy Outdoors um, on Instagram and Defy Outdoors on YouTube.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Sweet, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, man, we're going to have to make this a yearly thing for sure, so uh, get out yeah, there. Yeah, man, I
0: got a I got a lot of stories. I got I got <laughs> a lot of deer that I
1: haven't even got to tell you about. <laughs> I, know, I know it, man. We're definitely going to have you back on. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to yeah, you yeah, later, I appreciate man. it. See you, John. See you and just like that another good one done thanks josh for coming on great storytelling uh really enjoyed it uh love all the adventures i can't wait to get up there and do it myself sometime uh i just got to get all these other hunts that i already have planned out of the way so thank you guys for listening to this one gonna keep this outro nice and short uh i got one last weekend of duck hunting coming up by the time you guys listen to this duck season will be closed uh, and kind of just closing you know putting a whole bow on the 2021 season and so hope you guys had a good one there's plenty of more to look forward to we got fishing coming up turkey season is going to be here before too long uh predator hunting and so there's plenty of things to keep us busy out there in the woods so stay at it get out there and until next time i will see you guys right back here on the oklahoma outdoors podcast